Hey guys, I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Surewinder is still selling amazing products. Some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason. If your shoulder hurts, do not waste time. Pull the trigger. I just bought uh, four or five of them and uh, we had two guys out. You know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders? We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's going to have one on a truck. It's mandatory. You got to use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's going to cost you more. Buy a Surewinder. It's not every day someone invents something that changes the game. I found out about this product that I'm talking to you about, uh, and I had to try it. So I ordered a few, and after using it, I'm sold. Now we stock them on our trucks. It's called Allbrace and it will help you sell more service and buy you time until doors come in. There's never been a greater time for a product like this. Phil has a video on his website of him cutting a door literally in half, installing the all brace and running it like nothing ever happened. It is literally incredible. One of the greatest selling videos I've ever seen. You're gonna to wanna to check it out at all-brace.com. Hey guys, welcome to Torsion Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Lucia and your co-host. Oh she's giggly, so. Yep, I'm uh, giggly. Camera. Camera. Tomco. Yep. Good job. Yeah. About 90% of the time I get her name wrong, it's on purpose. The other 10 is just because my mind is in a different place. Or I just heard someone else butcher it and it's stuck. So okay. this week has been a little crazy, but fun. Uh, I started working out. I do not advise this. It's not a good idea. Uh, but it's something that I need to take seriously because I'm overweight. I'm on blood pressure medicine and I want to get off blood pressure medicine. And I want, I'm, I got to 253 pounds. I'm a big boy. I'm like six. Uh, I'm almost six one, right at six one, and two hundred. I was two hundred fifty three pounds when I made the decision. I'm now at like two forty eight. It's been a little over a week since eating a little different and uh, committing to working out. I worked out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Today's Friday. I was supposed to go to the gym today and I didn't, but I have a good reason. I uh, I got tennis tomorrow, and I need to be able to walk, um, run. So right now I can hardly walk. It actually looks like something is stuck in between my cheeks when I walk at the moment. And so I'm hoping I'll be recovered by tomorrow so I can play tennis. Nice. So, yeah. We have um, a guest today. Yeah, we have guests. He's been on the show before. He's one of my favorite people in the door industry, actually. Don't tell anybody else that. But um, what I love about this guy the most is he's going to, number one, he's going to tell you exactly how it is. He's not holding back. He's like, he he's almost a version of me. He's just transparent, honest. He's going to tell you when it's good, when it's bad. Uh, he's going to tell you how he feels. He wears his feelings on his sleeve. He's hungry. He wants to get better, everything. And uh, I'm super proud to have Andrew Powell on the show today with State Line Door. Hello. Am I there? Can you hear me? Yes. You are there. I think we checked that. 
yeah. I appreciate that, that I say what I, I say what I feel and thinking. So we're, who did I meet? I met someone's spouse at, at Expo and she just flat out looked at me dead in the eye. And she goes, I don't know if you're kidding or if you're serious. <laughs> it was the first initial meeting. And, and I'm you like, like, I don't know either. That's exactly <laughs> what I told her. I go, I don't know either, but I love you regardless. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I I gave him a hug. So so it's thank- funny. Uh, Pancake is my he's my uh, videographer, one of my videographers that we use. He was cutting up footage of the party, and he happened to like I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, oh, this is good. And then all of a sudden, it goes to a clip of you grabbing, like, like really excited grabbing someone's ass mm-hmm. and it's a guy yeah and you looked so happy <laughs> um <laughs> i don't know if we need to address that or if we just it, like keep on rolling but it's it made it in the show oh it did uh-huh you're on committed to culture i haven't oh. seen it i watched the whole thing i'm gonna I have to I, watch it it's i'm gonna have to watch it on the 31st Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm going to have to watch that because, yeah, that that's uh, doing those weird things like that. It throws people off. They don't know how to, they don't know how to react to that. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, it it. means nothing. And knowing the camera's there, that's even better. (laughs) So you're, you're a lot like me in the fact that you thrive in awkwardness and you put people on the defense with awkwardness. I do. I do. I I've played, I've played it safe my entire life. Um, you know, go with the flow and you realize you just blend in, in the background. And I think about age 30, I was like, this is boring. This is stupid. Let's make it awkward and weird. And, and not, you know, you talked about your height and weight just a minute ago. I'm five, eight, 170 pounds. I am not I mean, I, I blend easily. So let's just make it weird. And I love it. I love it. You know, you love it too. You gave yeah, me a hug. Love it you, so me and you come up to about everybody's waist too. So that makes it awkward. It, it does, doesn't it? It's, <laughs> I can bury my head right in their chest. Usually just like, Hey, and just wrap my arms around and uh, it's fantastic. I we, should have got, we should have done a photo op with him and Caleb Forrest. That would have been great. I come up to his belly button, I think. <laughs> Which is perfect. For him. I mean, I know when I talk to him, I have to stand 10 feet back just so I don't get a crook in my neck looking up at him. That's hilarious. Bro. Caleb. What'd you think of Expo? It was my first one. So I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, but um, hearing feedback from everybody else who's been going for decades, um, uh, I heard the other app, other part of it, but I personally loved it. I, I brought my lead tech out um, so he could see the garage door world outside of Kansas City. Um, and it, it was Vegas, so it was great. But I got to I, I got to meet a lot of guys that I have not met yet, so that was that was fantastic. In which I did not initiate the hugs on those guys. They initiated the hug to me. Oh, so wow. I guess the word has gotten out that I am a hugger. So that's good. You're not a hugger, bro. I'm a hugger. 
No, you're you a holder. I... A hug is like when you wrap your arms around somebody, you pat them on the back and you let go. It was like a two I'll or hold. three second rule. I'll you, hold you are you're like a full blown like cuddler. Dude, it is. I, I, I'm going to say this every time. About we discuss it. 20 seconds, 20 yep, seconds. And the it's therapeutic good. oxytocin release. Yeah, that's what it Very is. Uncomfortable. Doing... Yep. <laughs> and I make it awkward for you. Awkward yes. and weird. And it throws you off. But is that a you problem or a me problem? A you a problem. You, that's a you problem. Sounds that way. Yeah, that's a you. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's fun. It, like I said, it. One of my biggest button things belly is belly button. Twenty seconds. <laughs> one of my biggest things is to make things different. You know that that's been my whole goal with my company anyway to be different. And so one of the things that makes me different as a person is I'm a holder. I hold. We're holding for 20 seconds. I'm not letting you go because I know that your body is going to react. How do you feel about that? Not my problem. <laughs> I love you so much. So when oh you go gosh. to a customer's house to do like a spring change and the wife comes out and she's like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're here. My husband's at work. Can you come fix the spring? Do you're like, you like bring it in girl and then mm. just hold her. Nope, nope. So, so if it's a female, I definitely do the side hug if if it warrants oh, that. Yeah, they teach that in church. Yeah, so I'll do the side hug, but a lot of my customers are, uh, I've known them for years, so mm -hmm. it is a full on hug on front or How hold. Do your wife, feel about that, dude. She gets a hug every day. She she gets held every day. So, she, but she's not uncomfortable with you. It's such a big part of Andy. I feel like, mm -hmm. like she's just got to accept it, you know, yeah, like it. that's, that's what he does. I think, if, I think 20 years ago, uh, it was weird to her, but, um, uh, <laughs> now, no, that's just what the Powell family does is they hug. So when you bump into someone that you've like held for a long period of time out in public, is it awkward with your wife and that woman or that guy? Nope. Like they've experienced something well, together that's well, like the thing, unique and intimate. No, the, the thing is, is we, uh, every time we see these people, we hug. I mean, we could be out at hugger, Walmart. Bro. Let's just define yeah. this. It is definitely it, not a hug. It bothers you, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. I mean, well, well you listen, keep bringing it up. I'm not a touchy feely type of person. Um, but I also like, I think my natural instincts when people get close to me because I'm not a good grappler and I grew up fighting my whole life is to try to punch somebody when they come in close because I got to keep my distance. I feel very vulnerable when people are close to me because I'm not a good grappler. And I've like the only fights I feel like I've ever come close to losing was when someone got in close. And so for me, I've, maybe that's a little melodramatic, but, uh, Kind it's of a little sad. I, I want to like punch and kick somebody, keep them, uh, keep my distance. So Aww, that, that's interesting, and and I could use my psychology degree degree to kind yeah. of talk through that, but we'll we won't. Through it. But I I, I tell a story. Uh, my first two. my first door job, I had a uh, colleague who kind of trained me, and very, very, very redneck, very, uh, we'll just say it, homophobic very arm's length i'm not homophobic i'm not saying you are i'm just saying he was very yeah, no, that's I just know. him i'm and just saying i love 
gay people and i actually have some friends that are gay and i think they're the best people in the world oh they're fantastic but it it bothered him that i was kind of touchy-feely because i would grab his arm and say come here help me with this so fast forward 12 15 years now um when he sees me he will he will grab me and bear hug me and he has turned into the biggest softest uh guy i i've ever met he's a huge teddy bear but when i first met him he and 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 we get a little borderline he thought i was gay he was he flat out thought he did not want to work with me he's like i can't go i can't even be in the same truck on the same job site i'm like are you are you kidding are you kidding (laughs) but you know like i said fast forward 15 years he's giving me the bear hug yeah I do nothing. And, and, uh, he actually makes it awkward sometimes. I'm like, dude, it's been 40 seconds. You know, we, we surpassed the 20 second mark. <laughs> now it's getting awkward for you. Now, now I'm <laughs> uncomfortable, but yeah, I, but the thing is, is <clears throat> that's I've got a what guy at my church that it, it's the same thing. Yeah. It, he always wants to give me this bear hug and try to pick me up. And then he's like, let's grapple. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm not a good At church. I'm That's so bizarre. Freaky. And uh, no, I really genuinely love the guy. Like he's a freaking, he's a friend of mine. He's awesome. Uh, but he's very touchy feely. And um, I just think like, it's, it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. I just don't, I don't know. I don't do well with. Well, growth, growth touch. comes, growth comes when you're uncomfortable. Yeah, I agree. I so agree. I, every time I see you, I'm going to continue to do this. And there's going to be a day where it's going to click in your head and go, and I'm I enjoy that. Seconds. Yeah, you're, gonna, you're actually going to say, I enjoy that. And I feel the way. chemical change in my, in my brain. You're going yeah. to. It's good. Yeah, now well, we maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, now moving we on to a uh, less dramatic conversation. Um we talk about a lot we just got through filming some stuff for committed to culture and we're talking a lot about like transparency and uh, communication with your staff and appreciation and things like that and you were talking about earlier about you're very different i'm very different people have a hard time adjusting different a lot of times we keep people on their toes but um even tamra right now she's wearing one of your shirts which is very different uh, it says punch today in the face. And that's one of your work shirts, right? That we wear that every day. Yeah. Every day. So I don't see your brand on it though. Do you, do you have it's on it? the back? It's on okay. the back. Yeah. So with that, right. Like I feel like, um, you know, that's when I started Aaron overhead doors, that was kind of my vision was come up with stuff like that. I feel like it works really well in metropolitan areas, but maybe not as well in like suburban areas. Cause everybody's so freaking sophisticated and buttoned up. Um, so have you gotten people be like, Oh my God, that's so unprofessional. So, uh, no, in fact, uh, we, I came up with that because I wanted to be, I wanted to stand out. So if you go to home Depot, you see three dozen company shirts all construction and they're all designed the same it's just white noise there you go well that's a little too much for home depot i think (laughs) but you know what i'm talking about and 
and and me being different me being goofy me being true to who i am i i you know saw this saying and i thought i'm going to put that on a shirt and i was solo i'm going to run with it see what happens and i got more compliments more people paid attention because it, it's so bold on the front that they just go that's funny i like it it brings a smile to their face most days i just made someone's day a little brighter and they're going to probably watch me walk away to see who the hell is this company? Um, and that's just what we've ran with. I actually have, I actually get work specifically from that shirt. So I actually have a, a customer that wears that shirt to the gym. And I've gotten probably four or five calls over the last two years. Well, so-and-so was wearing this at the gym. So he said, you're the best door guy. And I love your shirts. Can I have one? Yes. Let me change your springs. And uh, do you sell them to the public? I do sell them. So when we, uh, it depends. So when we do a, uh, a new install, I'll give the customer one because the amount of money, I'm, I'm not going to argue. But when we go out to like our, our fair and we have a booth, I'll sell them just at cost, just to get them out in the public. That's yeah. it. So, but the um, fact that people are willing to pay for your company shirts, that's uh, pretty cool. Right. But and it, cool. nobody's going to gonna do buy with that, my company shirt. Well, it has to do with that saying yeah. on the front. That's why they want it. And, uh, but it stands out. I don't see any other construction company that has a, a fun, lighthearted saying on the front. So I know I'm different and uh, it's, it's just bold enough to make someone smile and draw your attention, but subdued enough to where you don't really offend anybody. Uh, I even have a, I had a 90 year old customer that uh, old widow, she just, I, she answered the door, didn't even say hi. She looked directly at my t-shirt and she chuckled. And that was the demographic that I was most worried about was, are they going to get it? Are they going to even understand what this means? Um, Anyway, she ended up being one of my best customers. So uh, it, it, it works for me. It works for me. Nice. And I love that. I mean, it's character, right? And, you know, not many people can say that their shirts get them jobs and that people want to buy their company shirts and people want to wear their company shirts to the gym or out and about. Right? So I think that's really cool. So let's talk about... Um, transparency because you're you're other than myself you're one of probably the most transparent people i know um you're part of gdu uh garage door u and you're pretty transparent in there um we we get we get a wide variety of people some are more reserved some are like wide open you you don't give a damn you're just like here's what i'm dealing with and here's how i feel about it and whatever and so I, I like that. I admire it because number one, you know what you're dealing with. A lot of people sometimes don't even know, you know, how to tap into that emotion and figure out how they're feeling. Uh, I've been there. And then number two, you're, you're, a lot of people are afraid to share information uh, out of fear of, I guess, being rejected or disappointed by others or misunderstood. So 
I really appreciate your willingness to kind of take that approach. And I want to first understand how you got to the point where you're so comfortable with that. And then are you that same way with your employees or are you just that way in GDU? So uh, how I got to this point, you know, going back how I was telling you earlier, when we were talking about holding, um, I was so reserved in who I was that I just blended in because that's the way to get through life early on high school, even college. And I struggled with it, but as I, you know, in my twenties being married, a father, a husband, uh, and then shortly, like during the recession, unemployed, how I need help. I, I just came to the point where I need help and no one was being forthcoming in their own struggles. I didn't know how to handle that. So what it's, it's just evolved to the point where I know what I needed and no one, no one helped. I didn't know anyone else struggling um, because we keep that struggle to, to our chest. We keep our cards hidden. Well, and, it doesn't uh, look sexy to post on your business Instagram page that you're struggling and you need help. Correct. And it's but the that, same thing with personal accounts. And so you all, it almost feels like I know I try to stay off of social media when I'm having a hard time. Yeah. There's days where I'll post six times and you know, I'm like, I'm on my game. Like I'm mm -hmm. feeling it. I got my endorphins going. I'm good. I have my favorite <laughs> meal for lunch. And then on the days where you, it's like, man, Ryan posted six times yesterday and it's like four o'clock and he hasn't posted yet. It's probably because like yesterday punched me in the face yeah. after I had such a great day. And now I don't want to talk. I just want to freaking get through the day and, you know, focus on my stuff. So um, that's a lesson I think for all of us is, is that we get to see everybody's best day most of the time. Mm -hmm. And I started really focusing on blocking people or un, I guess you unfollow them, but you're still friends with them on Facebook, which is cool because they don't know, you know, <laughs> right, right. But their negativity and like pessimism is just like, you know, if the more you see that when you scroll through your feed, it's got to affect you. It has to, because like a lot of these people on Facebook, I like and care about. So if they're going through a hard time, it's like, eh, then I feel it. And then, you know, and so I just started unfollowing a bunch of people. And now my thread is full of like honest, transparent people who are talking about, you know, the good days and the bad days, but even on the bad days, they're somewhat optimistic and try to be encouraging. And I love the transparency and the struggle. And I, I appreciate those posts as long as it's like empowering, you know, like Tamara does a good job with that. She just posted something the other day where it was, I think it got a lot of hits too. It was very like um, liberating. Um, so and she, she'll post something like that every once in a while. I like those, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm not perfect. I'm going through some stuff and, and I'm, I'm doing it. So to your point, I just wanted to say, I think it's important that business owners, employees, even just, you know, whatever you got to know you're really mostly seeing everybody's best day on social media. 
So, yeah, I, I just found that, like you said, I, social media is a whole different ball game. And I, I got, I think dozens of people I don't follow. Cause it's just negative after negative complain after complain. And I'm like, dude, that just drags me down. I'll say yeah. one I unfollowed in the garage door industry. If you give me one, you unfollowed in the garage door industry. Nope. 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 I'm just kidding. Nope. Nope. We'll we'll cut it. Nope. (laughs) It's funny because we were just talking about this in group in one of the GDU groups yesterday about how surrounding yourself with negative messages really it brings you down. And even if you especially not even if, but especially if you're struggling, like you need to to have that positive input to lift yourself out of it. Yeah. And that's one thing that I, um, going back to one thing I do now in life in general is, uh, the whole good deed during the day, holding Mm -hmm. doors open and giving a random person a compliment. Um, and me being a, uh, me being in a, having my master's in education, I just love kids. And so I know the impact that a, a simple compliment can make on a kid. And so what I love is when you're at the convenience store in the morning, and you see the kid that obviously dressed themselves. And I'm talking five years old, you know, cape, superhero crown, the whole shebang. And you see the mom just disheveled hair and two different shoes. And you're like, well, this has been a bad morning. And you just take a look at the kid and, and you smile and you just go, I love your cape. And then they yes. you, to see them grab their cape and twirl it around and go, thanks. I love it. And oh, you're just the like mom smiles and she's like. But she's, we're here. We made it. She's cussing me in her head. But uh, you combine compliments like that, actions like that with the shirts we wear. Uh, we make a positive impact. And that's, I, so I, I, all the impacts I know I make are not major. They're just little things. The little so moments. It's so impactful. Yeah. That, you know, I, there's moments when I was five to eight years old that still follow me today. And it was just a compliment or it was a words of encouragement from a stranger. Sometimes like it, I'm, I'm, I'll be 45 this year. So 40 years later, it still hits me. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, well, that's my job. That's what I'm going to do. And that's why a lot of things I post, there's nothing behind it. It's just, if you can smile once at the end of the day, that's all I want you to do because life sucks, period. It just, it being an adult. I don't think it, life sucks. It, it can drag you down. I think it's so what you easily. make it. It is what you make it. But for a lot of people, it sucks. It just drags them down. They don't have someone going back to your vulnerability. They don't have someone to raise their hand and say, I've had that thought process myself. And here's what I did to combat it. And a lot of times people don't recognize that that one meme or that one joke, that one sarcastic thing, how impactful that one smile, that 10 seconds of laughter or yeah, that carries them for the next several hours. So, yeah, but, but I, I want to talk about this real quick because yeah. I have this conversation quite a bit and people say like, you know, when they make comments like life sucks. Yep. And, and, and I do, I do want to get 
you know, we're halfway through. So we'll make this a five to 10 minute conversation. Then I want to talk about transparency with employees and stuff. But life is an adventure, right? And I feel like for half of my life now, which was probably going to my, you know, mid 20s, which is a little over half, uh, I sucked at life. Life didn't suck. I just sucked at life. Uh, I didn't have a great mentor. I didn't have, I was surrounded by sucky people. Uh, there were drugs, uh, you know, I was exposed to a lot of things at a really young age and my brain was kind of like, Ooh, what is this? You know? And, and there's certain things that I think, you know, as humans we're we're very like delicate creatures in, in a lot of ways, especially mental. And you can just like, it's a muscle and you can, you can make it tougher uh, to, to penetrate. And so, what, what I don't think life sucks. I think sometimes we just suck at life and that means we're not prepared. We don't have the tools or the skills to, to, you know, we don't have, we don't have the fist to punch the day in the face, right. Per se, like just using it as a, as an analogy. And once you get that, it's very liberating. And then, and then you start to learn, how to get better at life. And a lot of it is, you know, I see people who have a philosophy and I I don't mean you, but uh, just in general of like life sucks. It sucks because there's a, there's a chain of bad decisions that have led you down a path. And, and, and what sucks about it is when you realize that there was a chain of bad decisions, it's not over because now you have to change the way you think, start making good decisions, and it takes time to get you out of all of the decisions you made leading up to that point to, and it's the same with business, personal, whatever, relationships. And so uh, it sucks because you realize, oh man, I've been making these bad decisions all this time. Now I'm educating myself and I'm equipping myself to make good decisions. I'm praying, I'm meditating, I'm working out, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. It's like my workouts, they suck, right? But I realized I'm fat, I'm out of shape. I shouldn't be out of breath going up the stairs or going to jump on the trampoline with the kids for five minutes. I'm 42, I still got, I'm probably halfway through life. I, I want to enjoy the next 40 years. I don't want to be wheelchair bound or, you know, get an amputated leg or have a heart attack or whatever. So I'm making the decision. I'm equipping myself and I'm going to the gym, but it sucks, right? I'm hurting. My ass hurts. My feet hurt. My legs hurt. My chest hurts. My arms hurt. And this is my life for a little while. This is just going to be the way it is. And it's the same way with, you know, bad, bad decisions on relationships, bad business decisions. You make a bad financial decision. When you decide to start making good decisions, you're still dealing with all the fat and the debt and the baggage that came with the relationship. That's going to be part of your life for a little while until you get yourself out and you separate it. And so I don't, I don't think life sucks. I think 
uh, I think sometimes some of us are set up better for success coming out of the womb uh, with parents who make good decisions and then train us to make good decisions. And that's, um, and so some of us are at a better, in a better place than others. And some of us have more fortitude and everything else as well. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. So I, I'm still, just for terminology, I still contend life sucks. Um, well, but here's the difference. And here's my difference is that, yes, life sucks. So what can we do to make it less sucky? And that's where who I am and what I do and, and what sucks about life. Oh, it's just, dude, it's everything about it. It's just like, man, that sucks. Why do I have to pay taxes? That sucks. That's part of life. It sucks. But you what know. do we do to make, well, what do we do to make life? What you do we do to, to bring a smile to you? <laughs> Say it again. I didn't hear you. Sorry. I was talking to but- it. If you don't pay taxes, you go to jail, but you don't have to. Yeah. Or you could move. That's a, I would move today. Go to like, uh, there's there's tax-friendly countries. You can move to Florida. You pay yeah. no state income taxes. I mean, well, that's that just, your thing. Consistency. And in everything, including price. Reliability. Quality. Not just quality, but great quality control. These are things that describe Somer USA. Somer's not some startup company, not one that you need to be worried about going out of business in the near future. Somer's a two, Somer and their family of businesses are $200 million companies. They're in over 100 countries, and they have locations in 20 countries. This is a large organization who stands behind their product and works through integrity. And there's not another company out there willing to drop what they're doing and help you out like Somer. These guys are awesome. Not only have they been loyal to the Torsion Talk podcast, they've been loyal to the technicians and the owners of the companies who install their product. In my opinion, if you're not at least offering Somer as an additional option, you're cheating yourself. Listen, first-time dealers... I've got a special for you. If you buy 10 or more Somers between now and the end of the season six, while supplies last, we will offer you free shipping. You have no more excuses. The prices are great. The product is amazing. Go check out Somer USA and order 10 for free shipping. I'm going to tell you guys a marketing secret. You want to gain more social media likes, shares, and follows? People love unique and cool projects. There are no better photos to share than the ones on Schweiss Doors social accounts. These guys post some incredible things. Make sure to go there and like and share their Facebook and Instagram post with your business account. So if you like their business account, you can share their uh, their post. The bifold doors are awesome. And they're doing some great projects that will go viral on social media if you share them. Go right now to Schweiss Door on Facebook and check out some of the projects they share and like their page. Oh, and don't forget, no one builds a better bifold than Schweiss.
Oh, that's just in like, general. We can agree, though, that like the world right now is a tough place to live for everyone from the bottom to the top. It's just kind of scary and there's a lot of uncertainty and it's like there's a lot of negativity. And I think that I think that is that more of what you mean? Well, I, I think actually Ryan and I agree. Just our terminology is a little different. That's all. Yeah. Uh, it, like Ryan's it basically it's your decisions and your perspective. That doesn't, that means life doesn't suck. I think it sucks, but we just got to take a different perspective to make it not suck. So we're actually arguing the same thing. We just two different coming from two different arguments, different directions, but I'm taking ownership of the suckiness and you're positioning it off on the world. Yes. It's not my fault. I'm right all the time. I am the happiest person. Yeah, I did that. I should be president. There I just go. read. I just read extreme. I'd vote for six you six months ago. I would vote for you too. Oh, don't. No, <laughs> no. They asked me to run for alderman here. Yeah. I know. I said no. You don't want me to do that because I am so blunt. I wouldn't follow uh, protocol in the meetings. So I just. I would make every, it special. And I bet it hug. would be better for it. It would be yeah. the most amazing meeting that they'd ever had. All right, let's so, talk about transparency. I mean, yes. uh, I still so, think people can get something out of what we just talked about. So yeah, that good. was great. Someone will get so, something. Yeah. Do you share your financials with your team? I do. You do? Like how far do you go? Do you I share I, like net profit and stuff like that. I'm blunt. Yeah. Just follow me. I follow who I am. And yes, I am blunt. Um, so full transparency, and I don't mind this going out. I'm not going to get too detailed, but uh, last December, um, through a series of decisions I made, uh, kind of Murphy's law came into play and I had to lay two people off and, uh, going into the winter. And, uh, I was just real. I was just blunt. Even with the ones I laid off, I said, here it is on paper. Here's what we charge. Here's our prices. Here's our expenses. And I've done that before, but when it came time to let people go, which my son was one of them, which is probably a whole nother topic, but, uh, you know, the Timmy, it's just me and one other guy right now. And the way we have our CRM set up and our scheduling, he sees our actual cost because he gets paid a commission off of that, the gross profit. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's all there for him to see. And he knows how much I, you know, twice a year I show him, here's our expenses. Here's what we pay every month for work comp insurance all the way down to what I need every day. So he's aware. And I think that's made him a better, he has a better understanding of what it takes to operate a business. And the fascinating thing is, is, you know, a lot of our technicians are young you know, they, they're in their twenties, some in their thirties, some in their forties, but me being a 45 year old, and I got a 25 year old technician. Well, and he has a dream of owning a business one day, not a garage door business, but okay, well, here's the actual expenses that we go through. Here's the decisions I have to make every day. And so I've actually gotten a habit of even when I'm around him, when I have a decision to make, I talk out loud. 
I have a full on conversation. I take it out of my brain and I just, it comes out the mouth and I argue both sides. And the first time I did that, I think I freaked him out, <laughs> but now it's just, he knows, okay, Andy's just trying to talk through an important decision. And sometimes when I'm having that conversation while we're loading his truck in the morning, or we're, if we're on a job together, he'll pipe in, he'll go, okay, time out. We, you forgot this point on this, when, when you were talking <laughs> that <laughs> conversation awesome. and I go, Ooh, okay. I'll add that in. And, uh, so what's fascinating is that, uh, when I do go out of town or I, he has to take over the phones and do the work, uh, he get, he doesn't like it anymore. He he's just like, I, right, Andy, this is too much. But what it's good for him is that he's seeing that he's seeing what a business owner actually has to go through yeah. day in, day out, hourly. He could, I could be in a crappy mood that morning and in a great mood that afternoon and how that affects my decisions. And I'm open with him. We, you know, when we, when it again going back to the december deal we're we're halfway through uh we're halfway through to where we need to be and uh but being that open with them here's how much we're in debt here's how much we got it costs to do this here's how much it costs to do everything let's let's get there but anyway to see him kind of process that and maybe question his own goals uh like okay maybe i got a lot more education to go through maybe i need a few more years to see what maybe i don't know what i'm doing so that goes back to that vulnerability and that transparency of with everyone yeah here's what i go through can you do you think you can handle it and here's the decisions i made good and bad I, that was a bad decision. So I'm not going to make that decision next time. So, but you know, he knows not to do that. He knows how state line's going to operate. Yeah. Um, but you know, I remember calling my son uh, on a Saturday night and telling him he has no work, which turned out to be, uh, uh, before we get there, it turned out to be the best decision I, we, I have ever made in business was to fire my son. Um, our relationship is I'm on cloud nine with my relationship with him and he he'll say the same thing. And that's way more important than the success of your company. Hands down. And yeah. he actually got a raise cause I got him a job at another door company. He got a raise. So that was a slap in my face. And <laughs> now he's lead technician over there. And right. I'm like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Best move ever. But I remember calling him. And being his boss and his father, I had to blatantly admit my failure. And son, I, you have no job on Monday with me, but you already got a job somewhere else. But, and here's why your dad, your dad made a horrible decision or a series of several decisions, horrible decisions. And, uh, and that's why. So learn from that. When you say horrible decisions, because when I hear that, I think of like going off grid, cocaine, hookers. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't know why it, that goes into my head when somebody says that, but. No. Uh, 
I, I made some, um, to put it in a metaphor here, um, you know, your finances, think of your, think of your company as a, a car. It takes all these different parts to make it happen. Well, the finances are under the hood. My check engine light came on. You kept driving. I kept driving. And finally, it, the, the car just stopped and I popped the hood. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, that explains everything. I yeah. should have checked this out eight months earlier. And, uh, and I'm not ashamed of it at all because there's an end to it. Right. And all it is is 2022 won't, be a, won't turn a profit. That's it. So I'm halfway through where I need to be. I survived it. And, uh, but that's what it was. It was just a series of decisions and, uh, whether I, it was an acting decision or a decision not to act. Um, but I think it's easier not to act. It is easier not to act. And that was my problem. I didn't pop the the warning signs are there. All every business owner sees the warning signs. So sometimes it's just, we got a lot on our plate and it's easier to ignore them. We do. And, and, Again, the reason I'm so vulnerable and, and transparent is I, I called several local friends, door, comp- door company owners. I was looking for a solution. I was panic mode. Uh, but they are also in the industry and they're very, they're very close friends. So I, I told them, I was blunt with them. I, I screwed up. And, uh, but I got a phone call, I think, later that week after I had to lay everybody off. And, and he goes, Andy, I want to thank you for telling me everything. I said, why? He goes, I popped the hood of my company and I'm three weeks away from going through what you're going through. Whoa. He was able to curb and take action before it was, before it was a catch 22 situation. So going back to being transparent, a blessing for real that, that, yeah. I mean, dude, the chances, right. Of, you going through that and then being willing to share that with like your competitors uh, at a time where it made him take it serious. And he probably saw the signs too. Right. But then it was like, Oh wait, uh, before I get to this stage, maybe I need to look at my stuff. And then it was like, Oh crap. Like I'm not far from where he's at. And I need to like, I need to shift my focus and put attention here. I mean, dude, what a blessing that is for him and you, for you being able to share that and have the, like the, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like there's more, I get more gratitude out of like, I don't know if gratitude's the right word, but I get more out of helping someone else than I do helping myself sometimes. Like knowing that I can, can make an impact on somebody else's you know, business or whatever, uh, life, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's more fun. You can see the, you can see the change. You can see the change. It's hard to see the change in us. And uh, it's easier to see someone else make those decisions and succeed versus seeing, you know, Ryan, you're going to the gym. So it's hard. It's going to be hard to see that physical change. Right. Whereas your wife will go, no, honey, you're, you're sexy. looking sexy now. So, yeah. you know, it's, but it's a little bit better and you got that <laughs> and you walk after you're sore right now. I look like I'm walking with something between my butt cheeks, but 
when I, when I do get the swagger walk back, I think it'll be nice. You, you'll, you, you know what? I'm just gonna have to hold you a little longer next time I see you because you're ah, gonna be so thin. I hear but you. yeah, I mean that's going like even talking about GDU uh, in those groups. I, you know, I am very open, and it's just some of these owners are, you know, back in their 30s. Uh, they're young. They have very young families, and I'm just blessed to be mid 40s. I got two kids out of the house. I've been there, done that. So if I can provide any scenario or situation or way I'm feeling for someone, to, you know, like a few weeks ago uh, when I shared how I was feeling, and and but to have people go recognize that and go, I feel the same way. I don't have the answers to get out of a funk always, but if you have someone who who's going through that and knowing that, okay, that's a normal feeling that I'm having and it validates, I can acknowledge that what I'm feeling is legitimate. I'm not alone. Okay. I've recognized that I'm going to allow myself to feel that. And now what do I have to do? I have to take action and get myself out of this. So, I, like you, like I, I said, with competitors, even local, I'm open. I am just like, you're not going to hurt me. You yeah. can't hurt somebody who's try. You can't hurt someone who's open. Boom. That's you it, bro. You have nothing that's so over powerful. I I've... Yes. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Dude, if this podcast sucked all the way up to this point, I genuinely believe that there's so much freedom in that statement right there. I listen, I just want to tell you guys, like I've been this way my whole life. I've wanted to share and be open, but I was always fearful of, you know, Hey, who's going to believe me that I know what I'm talking about? Or, you know, I dropped out of high school. Who am I? There's more educated people or, you know, I'm got a business, but it's not as successful as other people. And I, here I am trying to tell other people how to do their business. And, you know, and, and when it boils down to it is if I don't try to be somebody else and I'm open and honest about everything, my struggles, this, that there's nothing anybody can really say about it other than they don't like me or they like me. And then you just got to deal with that. And then it and took me a little while to get over people not liking me. And then now I've got so much freedom. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even care what you think. Like, and it's probably to the extreme. So when it comes to like vulnerability and transparency, but what you said right there was you really can't hold something over somebody who's like so open. Right. And I remember just like, I don't know. When I first started the company, I was a year in and I was feeling so stressed out and I could afford to hire a full-time person. I was looking at hiring a, a virtual assistant and the lady was telling me like, she's got to get access to all of your email and everything else. And I was like, eee. you know, and I, and, and like, I didn't have anything to hide. There was nothing, nothing to hide at all, period. Um, but it was just like, but it's my email. You know, Private. and so, yeah. And so when, when it came time for, for Tamara, I mean, you do have to build a little trust, but 
I mean, I'm so open and transparent about everything. Uh, Tamara's got access to both of my work email addresses. I'd probably give her my personal. I've even thought about giving her access to my Life 360 so she can tell when I'm not in the right spot at the right time. But but that's like, I, I don't care, right? Like my wife was like, hey, I'm going to download Life 360. I want you to get on it. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I'll download it now. And she's like, you don't care? And I'm like, no. I was like, it'll just cut down on all the texts of you texting me like, where are you at? What are you doing? You know, have you left yet? So I don't care. I got nothing to hide. I got nothing to hide. And if I screw up, I'm like, dude, I screwed up. I screwed up. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. And it's like, what are they going to be mad about? Well, so I... I agree. I mean, you can't hold anything over anybody if they're that open. You just can't hurt them. I'm that blunt with customers. You know, when they ask me my opinion or why my price, yeah. well, this is why. Like, I'm not trying to sell you anything. This is just why my price is that way. So there's nothing to argue over. There's no defensive anything. It's just, this is what it is. Dude, I got um, a story for you on that. Yeah. I had a customer who hired us. We went over there. And she felt like it was a lot. And I'll, I'll give you a preference. We're not the cheapest. We tell customers that over the phone. We're not the cheap. You want cheap, you go somewhere else. That's not us. But if you want great excellence with accountability and uh, systems, processes, communication, customer service, quality work, all that, we got you. Uh, but we're going to offer you options from like bare minimum needs all the way up to like the most glorious want you could ever want for your garage door. And we're going to let you choose because we don't, we, we don't discriminate against shoppers who buy wants and we don't discriminate against shoppers who just have the bare minimum or want to buy the minimum. So with that, this lady calls in, she's complaining, Oh, you know, I thought I paid a little too much after he left, but I was really happy with him and the service and everything was great, but it just raised some, you know, concerned. So she's like, I called some competitors. I called two competitors. Uh, one of them was telling me how outrageous the price was and how much he would have charged me and how you ripped me off. And I was like, Oh, okay. I said, uh, I said, well, you seem very calm about it. And she was like, yeah, I'm not like mad. She's like, I made a bad decision. And I said, but did you though? And she's like, well, I think so. And I said, okay, cool. I said, um, I said, did you like the guy that you called? I said, walk me through that conversation. So she did. She actually hired him to come out and swap out the motor because she chose not to go with the package that we offered with the motor. And uh, I said, are you happy with the motor? And she's like, yeah, I am actually. She's like, I think he did a good job. And he came in here. He really cared about me and I felt good about it. And I was like, cool. And I said, did he give you options on the motors? She said, no. I said, how much was it? She said, I only paid $350, but yours was $1,000. And I said, okay. I said, well, I can tell you that you didn't get the same motor that we were offering you. And she's like, really? And I said, yeah. And she's like, how many options of motors can there be? And I said, there's actually a lot. I said, <laughs> we, carry, we carry about uh, eight different motors here. So she's like, really? I said, you know what? Let's do this. You seem super cool. And you're like, you're business minded. Like I, I'm really digging this conversation. I said, would you come in and meet my team, my management team? And we'll, we just want to pick your brain 
and figure out where we missed it because you shouldn't feel like you got ripped off. I said, I don't think it's about the money. I think it's about where we might've cut corners and not done everything that we should have for the amount that we charge. And that's where it was, right? Um, that's where we missed it. There were little things that we were doing that made her feel like she got overcharged. And when I walked her around the warehouse and I even, I was so transparent with her. We went over our financials, talked to her about, dude, I was, I laid it all out. And I was like, do you see why we charge what we charge? And she was like, holy cow, Ryan. I can't even like, I don't even know what to say. She was blown away. And I walked her back in the warehouse and I showed her all the different motors. I took her over to the training center and she's like, wow, you guys really invest in your employees. I was like, yeah, we do. And she's like, that's a lot of stuff you got in the warehouse. I was like, yeah, it is. And she's like, this place looks expensive. I was like, it is. <laughs> and I was like, you know, we got the nice trucks and, you know, we hire good people. We pay them really well. We try to pay them as well as possible. And, you know, it, I think at the end of that, she was so wowed by the whole experience. She asked me about a motor. And I said, you know, there's a big difference between the motor you got and the motor that we offer. We don't even carry that motor. That's like a builder grade chain drive. I don't, I don't even sell them. It's not who we are. And she's like, oh, well, so you said it has this. And I was like, yeah, it has this. We didn't explain it. Our fault. She may have gone with the package if we would have spent a little time talking to her about all the different features and benefits and why there's safety and security in these with app and all this stuff. Anyway, long story short, we installed, we, we took down that motor and put a new one in for her. Uh, we did not charge her. Uh, we gave it to her for free because number one, I felt like it was our, our mistake. We didn't do everything right the first time. And two, I told her, I said, for you taking the time out of your day to call me, and level-headedly explain your experience and then come up here and talk to my my management staff about the like we walk through okay we started with how did you find us what happened why did you call us walk us through that day she walked us through the whole thing wow very detailed she even remembered that my guy smelled like smoke um you know like there were little things that he did that triggered her. Right. And, uh, and I sat down with him and I was like, Hey, look, dude, I had the conversation with her. Uh, here is what she told me. Here's where I think we can improve and we got to get better. And he was like, wow, dude, uh, some of that stuff I know better, but the other stuff I hadn't thought about. He's like, this is very empowering for me. And he was like, thank you. And I mean, how do you, you get, can't get mad at a guy for that, right? Like, oh, you didn't know some, you didn't know the other things, you still didn't do them, but you're owning it and you're apologizing and you're doing it better. Um, and, and, and that's awesome, right? So we got so much better that day, you know, and we have a philosophy that we're a customer service company in the garage door business. So I try to train my guys to think that way. And this is a great example of that, Try, trying to create that, right? So when we talk about, you know, 
upset customers and how we talk to customers and how blunt we are with them. Transparency, even with customers, in my opinion, is king. You know, if I had a customer call me, he was like, hey, man, I paid way too much. I found another guy could do it cheaper. Uh, I was like, I'm sorry. You know, we already did the work. Uh, unfortunately, we aren't the cheap guys, and you called us based on our reviews and everything else, and you got good work, and we're going to back it up. And if you want cheap next time, don't call me. Thank yeah. you for your business. Uh, and that's key, that that transparency all the way around, because so many companies just hide every little thing. Mm-hmm. And it just drives me nuts, and especially when it happens to to me. When if I got a complaint or something, you can just see right through it. And you're like, dude, you have no clue. You don't want to tell me anything. I don't care. I just want to know. But you, as open as I am, because uh, our, our we got a core little group here in Kansas City that I am very open with. Most of the time, I'm, I'm that open because, hey, I got an idea. I think I'm going to do this. And I'll... Here's my plan. And it's usually just a sounding board to them. Hey, do you think this will work? But if, if even if one of them takes that idea and runs with it, I'm happy. That means it worked. My way didn't work, but the way they did it worked. And so it makes me happy because if they're successful, if they're growing, well, good. Again, it doesn't bother me. There's nothing that I think is intellectual property in my, in, in my eyes. It's just not because someone's going to figure it out one way or another. Um, but yeah, being that vulnerable and that transparent with customers, with employees, with even competitors, like I have no problem it, with, with some of these, these tailgaters uh, that like your, your customers, the, the, your customer, the other guy she called for the opener, well, they ripped you off. And your response is, how did I rip them off? How, in what way did I rip them off? They chose this. They made the conscious decision to have us out, chose to spend that much money on quality service. Here's what I did. And uh, no matter what, they still think you're, you're, you're charging too much or, uh, uh, you know, you're not doing business right. And even some of these tailgaters and I I'm open on the door pages, but I'm like, here's my, you talked about financials. Here's what I'm spending. Here's what I'm doing now. Show me yours. Yeah. And they'll never do that because they don't, honestly, they probably don't have half of what we got with the insurance and work comp. So that's a whole whole nother thing. So that they can buy dinner, like the best dinner and a six pack of beer for the night. Right. Yeah. But like, I, I, I'm blunt with them, uh, with those tailgaters. Once they start in here, I should make it just a quick sheet. So when I encounter those guys on the docks, I can just go, well, here, here's, here's my expenses. Now show me yours guaranteed 99% of them have no clue what their expenses are. It'd be like my mortgage, my TV bill, my, uh, childcare. That's their overhead for their business. Well, that's it. They don't even have a mortgage, half of them. Uh, And and yes, I'm talking smack on a lot of guys in Kansas City. uh, And I have no problem with that. Half of them don't listen to this because they're not even on Facebook. (laughs) But, you know, like uh, 
And another thing I, I just want to share, I, I know we're wrapping up here in a bit, but, um, and I shared with you and, and a couple other guys from Vegas, but uh, to everybody, everybody that was in Vegas uh, that ran across me, um, something my technician shared with me, um, which I think is huge for like this podcast, those Facebook groups, traveling to meet all of these wonderful people, even GDU, because that's something you can reach out from your own home. Timmy, my lead tech, all he knows is Kansas City, garage doors. That's all he knows. I can tell him whatever the hell I want, but he never, he only sees what's here in town. And we went to Vegas and, and one night we were kind of debriefing after dinner. And this was after we went to the convention and everything. And he just goes, the caliber of people out here is way different than back home. And I just sat back like, this is your aha moment. This is, are you understanding why I, I do GDU every week? Why I listen to Torsion Talk? Why I go out of town? It's because we can't get that level of, of people here in town. We have to be that level of person here in town because no one else is doing it. Good for you. And so that was, I, so I just want to say to everybody that we did meet um, in Vegas, thank you. You made a, an insane impression on my lead tech and he recognized how, how high of a level the rest of the country is on as opposed to what's here in town. Um, and that's not a really a knock to everyone in Kansas city. They should know that the ones I love will laugh at that and agree with my statement, but to the rest of them, you all suck <laughs> point blank. Your life sucks, right? There we go. We'll bring it yep. back around to su yep. life sucking. Dang. See how he tied that all together at the very end. Like he meant to do it. Uh, like I meant to do it. They just suck at life. It's not that life sucks. But yeah, that was fantastic. So, I mean, that's specific to you and uh, a couple others, but that goes to everybody because I met some guys for the first time. You have time. a garage door? Do I have a garage door? Mm -hmm. I got two. On your house? Yep. What brand do you have? They are an Amar Lincoln 2000 installed in 1998. They are original mm. with the house. How are you a door guy? You haven't updated your doors yet. Stop. Stop. That's because my boss here at home uh, cannot decide what door she wants. <laughs> so we've been, I've been in what the type of motors that you have. You got, um, oh, you're going to roast me on this. Um, Don't tell me accelerators, bro. No, um, I got one of the, the original 8355s on my side or on the main side. The other side. I don't know. It's the gear kit's been stripped for about a year now. Oh my God, dude. Are you kidding me right now? I, and I, and it, and for full disclosure, since we're on this, the garage that we all hate to, to go into that there's no room. That, <laughs> that's that's your my answer. garage. That's my garage. So that's why you haven't done it. I, I, I can't, if my garage door broke, do it, bro. I couldn't fix it if I tried. Put, I to... Like when you're slow, just put your guy on the schedule for your house. 
have him go over there and swap the motor out. I uh, I tried that, especially with my son. I'm like, dude, you live here. Go put the damn opener in. Well, Dad, I'm tired. Okay, whatever. And just now we're gonna put um, we're gonna put a couple Somers in, is what we're gonna do. Or I shouldn't say we. I will do it. Maybe in a year. I don't know. I I don't know. It is what full it transparency. Is, right? Love yeah, it. Real. <laughs> I mean, He's like, yeah. I got better things to focus on. No, yeah. Like my, um, see, I post these before and after pictures. You know, we do that. And my wife likes the same model one day and hates it the next day. So, well, the cool thing about it is she hates it the next day. You can just swap it out for something else. Oh my God. You're a door I, guy. I know, but I don't, I don't want to do doors at the end of the day. <laughs> Or on Saturday. I don't want to do it. There you have it, everybody. Andrew Powell's on record stating that he doesn't want to do doors. And he has 20-year-old Amar Lincoln 2000s. Was it Lincoln? Yeah, Lincoln 2000. Oh, they're 25 years. Isn't that 1998, 25? 22, Yeah. Oh, my God. Are they on extension spring? They are. And I've oh only my changed uh, only one door. I've changed extension springs and cables. It's not because they broke. I just changed them. I've so done no maintenance whatsoever. We'll be calling his competitors in the area, seeing if we can hire them to go fix his door. And, uh, oh, and he's got a stripped gear in one of his openers. Oh, my God. Probably haven't like, been serviced since uh, he's lived there. You sound like my wife. She keeps threatening to call a uh, competitor. <laughs> Actually, my former boss, she think, she threatens to call him all the time. Dude, you need so. to replace the doors and put a sign out front. Um, I So I, I got a good lockdown on my neighborhood, and I do hear that often. Yeah. Like, why, why don't you have new doors? Right. Exactly. Because you're not paying enough for the yours. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for following along. Today was a little bit of a different episode, but we can always expect that with Andrew Powell. I think there's a lot of like psychological counseling that we just went through, which was incredible. Some good life lessons. Life doesn't suck. You just suck at life. (laughs) Have a great week.